Money is the root of all evil. Heard that before? If you've ever felt guilty about wanting more in life, more something, more of life, I'm going to help you work through that issue. We're going to kind of do it together today. We're going to kind of like talk about it and see how we can work through that issue of guilt around money and materials and having more in life. To give you a peek behind the curtain, there is truth to the fact that there are evils in chasing after material possessions. But it's not what you think, in my opinion, it's not. I'm Desmond. We're going to talk about this today. It's your mental mastery moment. This podcast is about success for failures. Failures like me, who grew up in a world that valued conformity over creativity. People like me, who have been made to feel like failures in the corporate structured world of education and the cubicle littered world of business. This podcast is a misfit's guide to discovering, pursuing, and achieving our infinite creative purpose. So welcome home. Let's change the world around us by changing the world within us. For years, we've all been programmed. I'll speak for myself, okay? For years, I've been programmed to believe that wanting money isn't really that noble. And I think society kind of has this notion that it's not noble. Some people say it's not bad, but I don't really think anybody says it's great. Go after money. Try to get as much as you can. Maybe a few. Uh, But what we're going to talk about today, in fact, having lived most of my life in the Christian subculture, if you will, I've struggled with the idea that money is bad. I'll give you a little background. Okay, I don't want to dig too deep into this, but to give you a little background, when I was 18, I was involved in network marketing, multi-level marketing, you know, kind of like get your friends involved and you make a lot of money and big money, 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 money. And I was turned on to books like Think and Grow Rich. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, uh, The Magic of Thinking Big, and there were a whole bunch of different books like this. I was given these books or suggested these books. I had to pay for them. They don't give you anything, okay? <laughs> Nor should they. But uh, I was. these books were su- suggested by some leaders who happened to be Christians, who happened to be believers, who happened to be, uh, you know, kind of in that mindset. And the books kind of have this quasi-Christian undertone to it. That's the way I would define it later in life. At the time, I thought, oh, this is good, good spiritual message and that. Don't try to figure me out yet, okay, <laughs> just by those things I'm saying. I don't think you can. But as I got older, so so anyway, I'm, I'm reading the books and I'm thinking, well, this is good stuff. And, you know, it's great to, to try to make as much money as you can. And, and, I, and I pursued that. But then as I got older, I became more entrenched or more... Dare I say indoctrinated, dare I say uh, influenced by the evangelical Christian culture, I heard a different message. And that message didn't directly say money was bad, but it implied money should be kind of one of the last things we focus on in life. Certainly, a lot of people are going to say, no, no, it's not money. It's the love of money. And that's what the Bible says is the love of money that is the issue. Here's what ends up happening. As soon as you start doing something in an effort to financially improve yourself, like I'm going to I'm gonna take this other job or I'm going to start this business because there's an opportunity to make a lot of money. Well, don't chase after the money, brother. <laughs> so you get this mixed message, right, that implies that chasing after money is bad. We get to this point where we start to ask ourselves, really the title of this episode is wanting money wrong. 
And we start to ask ourselves that. So I went from wanting money to thinking, okay, it's okay to want what money can give you because you could give money away. And that, that's oftentimes how we justify it. But I, I then went to the point where, okay, the pursuit of money and the pursuit of what money can bring you is the least noble thing you can do. The truth is, the reason we go back and forth on this, and maybe you've done that too, maybe you've just confused about it, it's because there's this double standard within society as a whole, and in particular, and please, if you're offended, I'm really sorry, but I've gone around this track so many times, I'm not ashamed to say, particularly in the Christian subculture, there's this double standard about money. It seems working for money's frowned upon, but asking for money is okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So if I go out and I work really hard because I want to make a lot of money, ah, you're pursuing the wrong thing. But if I go out and I ask a lot of people to help out with my mission or help out with building the church or buying a new sound system or new lighting or whatever, that's okay. So we get this mixed message and we're trying to trying to digest all that in our head. And even if you're not in the Christian subculture, there's this this notion that, oh, he's a she's a money chaser or whatever, or he's just focused on his career and not on the important things in life. There gets to be this this double standard in our society as a whole where money, we know money is an incredibly powerful tool. And we know people who have done some pretty horrible things trying to get money. So we're trying to figure this out. Like, well, I don't want to do those horrible things just to get money. I don't want to, I don't want to miss out on the important things, the most valuable things in life in an effort to get money. But then I don't want to not be able to do the things I want to do for my family. I don't want to be under the stress of not being able to buy the food that I want to be able to buy for my family. Truthfully, the worst food for us is the cheapest food for us. All the processed crap food that we have, that's the worst food for us. And so if you really want to provide for your family, you want to give them good, organic, local, farm-raised, grass-fed beef, all those things, that's a lot of money. So isn't that bad? So so we got all these different notions going on. So let, let's, let's work this through. Now, like I said, I'm not going to just give you this answer. I'm going to give you my opinion, but I want to walk through this with you. I can tell you. When it comes to the Christian subculture, money isn't bad when there's a ministry or an organization that needs it, and that's what's implied. And I'm not saying that because I'm not, I'm not saying that you know anytime it's a ministry, it's good because there's some that are wasting it. But when there's this need that we can say is a spiritual need, that's when it's okay to go after people with lots of money, talk to them, we wine them, we dine them. Uh, maybe don't want them, but whatever. <laughs> maybe do. Who cares? Anyway, then we treat them like they're actually gold themselves in order to curry their favor and maybe garner a donation from them. Listen, here's the thing. I've worked in nonprofit Christian. Shh, don't tell anybody I said this. I've worked in nonprofit Christian radio for years. I have been bewildered time and time and time again by the difference in the message between a normal day on the radio and what we're talking about. We're talking about life and spiritual issues and trying to live our best life and all that. The difference between just those normal days where we're talking about what's important and what we should be focusing our life on and the days when we're raising money. Now, most days it's a message that says, oh, life is about so much more than those material things. Life's about so much more than money. We're not going to find any satisfaction in material things, in money, in finances. 
Don't waste your time pursuing that. Ding! Pledge drive day, share day, and now we have messages that, that say uh, money's the only thing that's going to keep us afloat, keep your radio station on the air to keep this ministry alive. We need three more people with a monthly gift of $20 right now. Let me see if I can say this the way I've been trained to say this. We need 20 more friends right now who are willing to stand by our side, who are going to help us keep this ministry moving forward, doing the work that God has ordained us to do. We need 20 people at $20 a month. How well was that? Pretty good, right? Right? (laughs) I've done this many, many times. Many times. And then hit our goal. Pledge drives over. The next Monday comes up. And, and, you know, we really just need to focus in life on the real things that that are going to be pleasing to God, that are really going to be just beneficial to our community. We need to stop pursuing after the material things. We need to find satisfaction. Store up our treasures in heaven. (laughs) And I feel... (laughs) Ah, drives me nuts. And it's no wonder we're all so conflicted on this issue. We, when we want to give to support that charity or that organization, we don't have the money. We're like, oh, I wish I could do it. Because the people are telling me, whether it's TV or radio or print or whatever, telling me that it's so important for us to do this. And I can't because I just got bills and I know I'm already going backwards every month anyway. And then the other times we, we, we we're told, no, that's okay. You don't need that. That's not what joy comes from. It doesn't come from those situations. And then we go, okay, that's good. We're not. Do-. And then next thing, oh, another pledge drive. Oh, I wish I had them. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous game. So let's let's just walk through this a little bit. If you live in the Western world, you're rich. I mean, seriously, you're you're incredibly wealthy. There was a website. I wish I'd looked it up. I'm sorry. Google it. Like. What, what, how rich am I according to the world? And if you're making just a decent salary right now, you're like in the top 2% in the world's population. So when we hear about the two percenters, welcome to the club. You're a two percenter. If you're making 30, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars a year, I mean, that's not tremendous money. It's not bad, but it's not like, woo, Donald Trump stuff. Maybe we shouldn't mention his name right now, but whatever. It's not Donald Trump money. You know, it's, but in, in, when you look at the entire population of the world, you're incredibly wealthy. That makes me wonder. That gets me thinking. Should I be driving around in a $10,000 car that's not that expensive, talking about how working for money is bad or less noble than somebody else doing something, right? I mean, what I'm saying is, if I'm driving around in a $10,000 car, which I think, according to my standards, is, you know, it's just an average car. But when you look at the world standards, that's a pretty nice deal. And I'm talking about, you know, you guys shouldn't really be focused about money on money. Yeah, well, you're driving a ten thousand dollar car. Yeah, but ten thousand. Yeah, but to somebody in Africa, that's incredible. That could drill a well and bring fresh water to the village. I know, but it's just a, you know, it's just like a '98 Ford Escort, right? I'm trying not to mess up any. I should say my my cars, but that's a well to somebody in Africa. So we we have this issue where. It's all kind of relative. I've always struggled with the idea that we spend $50, $50 on a night at the movies. And that's not crazy, right? $10, $12 for the movie tickets. You buy some popcorn, soda. I love the pretzels. Kind of my guilty thing at the movies. And, and you're at 50 bucks pretty quick, right? And we do that and we think that's just an average night out. But it's 50 freaking dollars. And when you're in, in some impoverished country, if you're in you're in Thailand, Vietnam, some different, not all parts of it, but you're in South America, you're in, you're in an impoverished area. $50 to watch a movie and eat some popped corn and some chemical water? 
<laughs> it's really all relative. It all depends on what you believe is normal. Don't worry. Now, I know I seem like I'm kind of on a ramp, but we're going to work through this and walk through this and kind of get you to the point where, where I think it, I feel most healthy. Is there, though, let me ask you this, is there a permissible norm? If I grew up in a 20,000-square-foot home with parents, each drove a Bentley. What would I think is focusing too much on money? Now, if you grew up in public housing projects with one car to the whole family, it was barely running, overheated all the time, smoked a little bit, and you weren't sure if it was going to start every morning. What would you consider to be focusing too much on money? Both in North America, let's say, one living this one life, uh, the other living the other. It's all relative, isn't it? To one person, a brand new Toyota is sacrificing. Um, You know what? I'm just going to go with like a, an old Toyota or something. Or it'd be brand new, but you know, a little old Toyota. That's a sacrifice to the person who grew up in the 20,000 square foot home with both parents driving Bentleys. So what does it come down to? Here you go. This is my opinion. You can own this, and I hope this helps you. I'm putting this out on a Thursday. I know I skipped a week. I should tell you, I skipped a week. I'm really trying to get some projects finished. And so I'm trying not to guilt myself into working more than I can. And so I skipped a week. So we're back to a Thursday, and we talk about spiritual issues. So I kind of want to, that's what we're digging into here. So what does it come down to? For me, please, this is me. I'm not projecting this onto you. This is me. But maybe this will work some things through for you. It comes down to your heart. See, all these moral rules were given, moral rules were given, they're not about segregating those who will die and they'll go up and those who will die and they'll go down. That's just not what the, all those rules are about. All this morality we find about not loving money, it's to keep us from mentally living in hell right now. That's what that's about. This don't love money, loving money, or the love of money is the root of all evil. Loving money takes you into the pit of hell mentally now. That's what it's about. Loving money will leave you frustrated. Loving money, like being just driven by money, it'll leave you in turmoil. It'll leave you tormented by the chase of money. What gives you peace, what takes you to that place that is described as the afterlife of heaven, which I believe is now, is loving people, loving service, loving helping people who need help. That gives you real satisfaction. I've talked about this so many times. If you're depressed, volunteer. I even talked about Robert Hershevik from Shark Tank on the Sharks. Suicidal. Started donating his time, giving his time to the Seattle Rescue Mission. Changed his life. Because he went from hell to heaven. He suddenly had peace. When we do this, the world has a way of rewarding you with all the feelings. Listen to this. This is key. Please listen to this. When we give, when we give selflessly, when we give of our service, when we give to others, the world, the universe, nature, everything around us has a way of rewarding us with all the feelings we hope to get from having money. Really, all those things that we hope will make us feel great, will make us feel significant, will make us feel like we have purpose, like we have a personal value. All those things come when we forget money and just serve people. But here's an important distinction. Having money is fantastic. 
fantastic. Having money is an indicator you've helped a lot of people get what they wanted. This isn't the case for everybody, but if you do what I was just saying, if you focus on serving others, if you focus on giving to others what they really need, and when you get that reward back, when you have that money, not only have you been rewarded by having that feeling of significance, of personal value, of purpose, just by giving of service, by creating something that people need that addresses a need in people, you already get that satisfaction. Then people reward you with money, which is just a way of bartering and exchanging life energy. Then you can use that money, but it doesn't matter anymore. That money's not there to make you feel all those things because your service gave you those feelings. Then money's just there for you to use as a tool. Maybe it's to provide for your kid's education. Maybe it's to provide a, a a nicer home for your family. Maybe it's to provide a safer, more dependable car for your spouse. But it's not there to give you significance and personal value and purpose because that came from your service. And the money came as a reward for your service as well. Serve more, have more. But I realize this doesn't answer my original question, whether money or wanting money is wrong. I honestly don't think it's a question of right or wrong. It's a matter of whether you're doing what is healthiest for you. Is wanting a burger wrong? Is wanting a gin and tonic after a hard day of work wrong? If you want a gin and tonic because you're hoping it'll address this internal pain, it's not wrong in a good person versus bad person kind of way, but it's certainly not the best thing for you given your needs. Nothing wrong with it, but if it's in an effort to address some internal, spiritual, emotional, psychological need, then you're not doing the best thing for yourself. The same thing goes for food and even, yes, shopping. Shopping for houses, shopping for cars, shopping for vacations, anything. If you're seeking comfort for your soul in what you have, then you've honestly cut yourself short of the amazing life you can have. Is that being a bad person or a person who is missing something? Ask yourself today, what's motivating me? Try to shift to a motivation of service. Serve people joyously, genuinely, generously. Give of yourself to others as they need. Don't be foolish. Don't give something of value to someone who doesn't find it valuable. There's a scripture, honestly, that says don't cast your pearl before swine. Don't give to somebody something that's of value to you that's not of value to them. But give yourself in service to those who find your service of value. That's the distinction. This is just wisdom. It's not some magical, I'll make the God, man, daddy guy in the sky happy. I think he's happy. He can't be anything but happy. He, she, it, whatever. You can't make your creator anything less than happy. Perfection cannot be swayed from happy to sad by your actions. Perfection is perfection. We choose to get in alignment with it. And we're in alignment with it when we serve and love others. There's the answer to the question. I hope that helps you out. I know, a little bit deep, a little weird. Sorry about that. If you want to connect, I'm on Twitter at P. Desmond Adams. Also online at pdesmondadams.com. I hope this helps you work some of this out, okay? Serve others, love others. It all comes down to that. May your reach always extend beyond your grasp. 